Yes, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome. It is Aaron and Alex for your uh, um, Monday afternoon. Alexandra, welcome this afternoon. Don't use the full name. Hi, everyone. We are going very formal this afternoon. <laughs> it's Alexandra here with you. <laughs> okay. Last time, I'll tell you no. <laughs> uh, we do have a big show coming up for you. And straight after this, Al, look, I need some self-confidence. I've made a mistake. I definitely need your help this afternoon. Can you help me out? You know I don't like complimenting you too often. Yep, well, I expect... We'll see. We'll maybe see. one, okay? You are listening to Aaron and Alex. Al, it is good to be back with you again this week. And look, <laughs> I've had an issue this week. What's happened, Aaron? Last Tuesday, got out of bed and was like, today's the day. I'm getting a haircut. Oh, that was a dark day for all of us. And it was a dark day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, went to the hairdresser. Not the hairdresser's fault. I know there's been some disaster hairdressers throughout the years. Like, we've all had a bad haircut from our hairdresser. Yep. But I told the hairdresser I wanted a number three on top. I meant to say a number three on the back and sides. There's a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> so you could still have that fluff on the top. Is yes, that what you're after? I would have liked a and little bit of fluff on top. Whoop, gone. Look, the moment when she gets half a streak down with the uh, razor blade down your head and you go, oh, no, I didn't want that. <laughs> it's What did late. she say? <laughs> I just held it. I held it. I wasn't saying anything out loud. I was like, I'm holding I this. can imagine you going red, just standing, <laughs> yeah. staring at yourself in the mirror, <laughs> being like... Please no, please tell me this is the dream. Yeah, I was really disappointed in myself, not anyone else. That's the Do thing. you hate it that much? It's literally just looking like look looked like you've just shaved it a bit. Look, I'm used to it now, but at at that particular time I was quite disappointed. Just for um because I know obviously you guys can't see what Aaron's haircut is like. I have a really good photo, but um which I'll post on the Facebook page, but I do want to give pre warning he looks like a giant egg. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> I look like a huge egg, and but that's okay because hair, bad haircuts have um, haircuts do happen. Um, do you want me to tell you a funny story, mate? Yourself feel better. Go for it. I've got a really good one. This isn't a haircut. This was just like a hair coloring, and it was before my year eleven social. I don't know why my mother always stitches me up at formals prior. Anyways, it was my year eleven social, and um, I wanted to get my hair a bit blonder. Pretty sure I'd already had it done before. So yep. just, you know, touching up Wasn't the roots. Wasn't March. Yeah, it was just touching a nice up the roots, little yeah. colour. And obviously um, didn't have much money at the time. So I was like, Mum, can I get my hair done? She's like, yeah, no worries. But I don't want to pay for a lot of hair foils. And I was like, okay, so what are we saying? Sorry, just to fill me in, you pay per yep. foil? So, okay, per foils, okay. right? Yep. So basically some hairdressers will charge per foil. Yep. which is basically like one application of dye on a, on a strand of hair yep. and then the foil is wrapped um, and it all just kind of like soaks in from there. And so she told the hairdresser, Alex, um, we'll only be getting six foils today. <laughs> and I was like, six? That's not even like... So three strikes of blonde on one side of the hair, three strikes on the other. Oh, you look I like looked a like a girl. raccoon. <laughs> 
<laughs> raccoon girl. Yeah, my sister's got the most awful photos of me like having a good time, but just these six streaks just. I guess she didn't kiss a boy out. that night, though. Pardon? I didn't guess. I guess you didn't kiss a boy that night with raccoon hair. Ha ha! Yeah, I definitely didn't, <laughs> and I don't blame anyone. No, I do. I, I'm pretty awesome, but <laughs> I always blame the men. They, I always, I always, I always blame the men. Like you know. You missed out on a great opportunity. Anyways, <laughs> so um, six streaks, that was it. So it's not as bad. Your hair's going to grow back, Aaron, just as mine, you know, blended in with the streaks. Once I actually went back and got them all fixed, it was a disaster. Look, on the bright side, I don't have to do my hair every morning anymore. That's the only positive. As I'm if you ever it. did do your hair. In okay, the that's another story. Aaron and Alex. There has been a man that has won the lotto. Yes, and not just once, but seven times. Seven he times is a pretty good effort. Amazing effort. And he has uh, been a fair bit around online, I'd say. Yeah. He's had a lot of articles. He's, and I usually like thought that lottery winners kind of like keep Hide the fact that so they've they won yep. because, I don't know, maybe you get um, letters from people asking, begging for money. I don't know, charities, et cetera, et cetera. It's the family. I just thought that was the thing. You just don't tell anyone when you've won the lottery. Anyways, this guy's just gone ahead and flaunted that he's won seven times. But he's come up with a strategy because he believes it's not through chance. It's through strategy. Right. Is he like a mathematician guy or something? So um, he, yeah, so basically he's saying luck has nothing to do with it. He's then started once he was, you know, constantly buying lottery tickets and he kept losing, just like the rest of us do. Uh, but he decided to start some research and was studying on lottery odds. So what an exciting from thing that, to study to start with. <laughs> How many hours do you reckon he devoted to lottery odds? Look, obviously a lot because he led light to a book and now he's written a book, he's got a website... And he's sharing his tips and strategies on to get your chances better for lottery winnings. Right, so Claiming that he's helped people win millions. Millions is a bit rich, isn't it? Literally. <laughs> so, do you want to hear his strategy? Yep, give it to me. I've got pen and paper and I'm ready to write it down. Okay. Step one, set a budget of how much you are willing to spend and don't go over it ever. Well, I don't want to spend anything, but I want to win. Okay, so you do what, like a $2 Twenty bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks, okay. Do your research. Check the lottery website for how many people have already won the scratch-off jackpots. Only play the scratch-off games at locations where there are still unclaimed prizes. Okay, yeah. That makes sense? Yep. Never buy fewer than 10 tickets and always buy them from the same roll. That alone can increase your odds a lot. Oh, okay. So he's more of a scratchy winner. Winner. He's, he's more into scratchies and that sort of makes sense. If you buy them from the same row, you buy 10 of them, that stops people from like, you know, you don't miss the next one that was the winner. Yeah. You know. Do you remember that Friends episode where they all bought so many tickets? Yeah. And it was one of, them, one of theirs won, but they lost them because Phoebe dropped the bowl off the balcony because of the pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> and she lifted an answering machine saying it was the pigeon. Grr, this pigeon's very sorry. <laughs> and it, the number was in between what they all had. So one of them obviously had it. Yeah. But they and didn't know which they one. lost it. Yeah. So buying maybe all in a row. 
Um, what I have found this information on is because uh, he's from Florida, he uh, let the news at Orlando get all the info. Yep. So they decided to put his system to the test. Right. I feel like we should try it one time too. Yeah. So how we go. So the news team all put in $20 and bought a dozen $5 tickets left. Bought, bought a dozen $5 tickets. Yep, they bought the tickets. Left. Yep. Then they started to, so they were scratchy ones. In the end, they won their money plus $5. So they profited. Okay, so they made money. So just a little bit, but yeah, they but made money. Made sense. Straight away. And, you know, one time, you know, his method, you could win so much more money than that. So... That's what they've written and they're claiming that they've profited off it. So, you know, they're saying, who knows, like it actually could work. And people are paying this guy, Lustig, his name is Richard Lustig. At least he's got winning the lotto because his he name's can... not going for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is his job now. People are yeah. paying to get his advice. And I mean, like if he's making money off the lottery and getting paid to help my- people win money, it's not Why a bad not? job. Yep. So, yeah, if anyone wants to uh, check it out and go through these strategies and see if you can win a lot of money, it's on winninglotterymethod.com. What an original website website name. (laughs) Winninglotterymethod.com. Can't forget it. Look, whenever I buy scratchies for someone else as a gift, I always scratch them first. If they win, I take them back. Is there an expiry date? I don't think so. Well, I had... So, my neighbour... Gave me a scratchy with twenty dollars winning on it yeah. for my birthday. Yeah. Lovely. Kept it around when I needed, you know, a spare twenty dollars because I occasionally am quite desperate for some. Yeah. And I went into the news agent and he said, "No, it's not it." I said, "No, what but the scratch says I've won twenty. But he's like, the barcode that I've scanned on the system says you've won nothing. So someone's taking your twenty bucks. I don't know. I don't know. I just walked off really annoyed. You know what you should do? You should try and trade it with someone. Try and trade your scratchy for something else. Even if you get 10 bucks out of it, you still win. Well, yeah, I literally <laughs> won but didn't didn't at the same time. What a rip-off. What a rip-off. <laughs> well, now I'm going to try a different method. You are listening to the Aaron and Alex podcast. Now, Al, look, there is a new weight loss treatment method that has come out. Look, it's not being used in Australia a lot yet, but it's a wearable device you can put on a watch, on, on your hand, like a Fitbit, but it uses shock technology. It shocks you with up to 450 volts and that can actually shock you to make you stop eating when you're overeating. <laughs> I'm going to get you that one. That sounds like, oh my gosh. Um, why, is that legal? Apparently it is. So it can go anywhere from 50 volts to 450 volts. But you know when you stick your finger in the PowerPoint, I wouldn't recommend it. But no. you, know, you know when mum goes, don't, don't put that fork in the PowerPoint because it's 240 volts. This is double that. This would kill you. Why? That's like a very, very intense way to lose weight. I don't know. What, what's it called? Like, um, it's, it's in Russia, so it's, it's a weird okay. device. Would you use it? No, I wouldn't use oh, Maybe. Like, it depends. Maybe I'd shock myself a little bit. You just bit. look kind of weird on the street if you were just walking and when you like... Could you imagine with a like six inch subway, you're walking down the street and then you get like halfway through and you just start yeah. trapping yourself? <laughs> yeah, literally. That's intense. But um, it may stop you eating, but one guy that said he was using it uh, caused him to have a spasm in his hand and he couldn't use his hand properly for a couple of days. So maybe I would recommend not using that one. Maybe just stick with your Fitbit. That reminds me of Dodgeball when he's um, trying to resist the pizza and he's got like the... So, like electric volts that yeah. go through and when he tries to eat it, 
Yeah, maybe I'll buy you one online and uh, you can try it on in the studio. I don't know about that. <laughs> it is. Why um, don't you try it? Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it for the Okay, time. here we go. We're going to have it all planned out. It's, it's settled. You're it's doing Aaron it. and Alex. You are listening to Aaron and Alex. Now, Alex, we are joined by a special guest this afternoon. Yes, we are. Who is he? He is... <laughs> <laughs> His name is Lockie. His name is Lockie Harper. Lockie Harper. Look, contributor to mindonthewindows.com. He is also a uh, student here at CSU in Bathurst. Also, your better half. My better half. Definitely sure, better. we can call him that. Yes. Look, Lock, thanks for joining us, Savo. It's all right. Good afternoon, all. Um, <laughs> we, look, we're here to discuss the cricket scandal that's going on at the moment in South Africa. And look, you are a cricket expert, mad about your cricket. Dubbo Rugby Cricket Club, you've been playing for quite a few years now. Yep. And look, the form you've been in is superb. In your last six <laughs> knocks, you've got a 5, 25, 13, 14, a 2 and a 1. I hear you do that. Um, <laughs> I hear you do that. And look, your career even better. An average of 17. Um, over <laughs> All right, let's get your mic. 114 <laughs> matches. You're not a bad bowler, though. Average. We'll have to get that stats from that fifth grade soccer team you're in yeah. too, Aaron. Yeah, we'll do that. But um, look, you are an expert in the, the cricket. What's going on at the moment? <laughs> Flustered me, Aaron. Um, <laughs> yes, no, a bit of controversy, some ball tampering going on with the Australian cricket team and a few people might lose their job over this. Yeah, look, we're looking at players, officials, staff. There's a lot of people looking to be in trouble. Um, I've also seen articles today about the Senate discussing it. Like, it's, it's gone crazy. The Prime Minister commented on it. That just shows it's a national sport. Everyone's passionate about cricket in Australia. Well, not everyone, but most people. Who do you think should go? Oh... Well, Steve Smith is under a bit of pressure, but in saying that, Faf Duplessis has done something similar in his career and he's still got his job. So, I don't know. We'll Fair. just see what happens. Um, I don't like David Warner, so I wouldn't care if he <laughs> lost his vice-captaincy. Neither do I. I don't like him either. Thanks for supporting Lockie. He's um, like Aaron, just short man with a huge ego. True. <laughs> Fair. Um, but also, look, there's video also coming out today of the Ashes as well with Cameron Bancroft, one of the youngest guys in the team, played only a few games, him putting sugar in his pocket yes. just before, at a lunch break, just before they go back onto the field. Yes, um, yeah, I only just saw that, but it is interesting and hopefully this hasn't been an ongoing thing where, like, I don't know, ball tampering in cricket. But I guess some people say that most teams are doing it. Well, Faf Lupercy said that a few years ago, that everyone's doing it. So you just hope it's not true. So you think it's actually common? Well, that's what some players seem to say, unfortunately. Okay. And um, for those who don't understand, what did they use and why did they use it in order to um, advantage yeah, how does them? it help? So on the um, last few days, it was, they had sticky tape. They'd rub it on the... Uh, Sandpaper tape, right? No, no, it's sticky tape, and then they'd rub it on the, the pitch and it'd pretty much turn into sandpaper. Be, okay. become that rough. From right, it. so it's a bit of electrical tape. They rub it on the pitch. Yeah, and then it, um, they rub it on the, the uh, rough side of the ball so they can reverse swing. Oh, the reverse swing can be better, I guess. So the ball moves more in the air when one side's shiny and the other side's yes. really rough. That's right, yeah. That's right. Easy. Um, well, hopefully next season you improve your stats a little bit, Locke, but uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon. <sighs> thanks, Aaron. <laughs> I'll get up your soccer stats later, mate. <laughs> Aaron and Alex. Aaron has told me 
that he's going through a dilemma and I need to help him out. What is it? Yeah, look, I've been undercover again this week, Al. I don't think you're being undercover, though. I am. Is it because, do, you fi- do you define yourself as undercover on this specific website purely because you're not part of the description of the yep. people that are supposed to contribute? I'm not meant to be on the website. I'm not meant to be on Mum's Net, but I am. Yeah, which, undercover. by the way, is a website for mothers to ask questions and help each other with their problems. It's like a nice and Aaron community. thinks that he's knowledgeable enough to help them out too. Look, a lot of questions being asked this week. Um, a couple of my favourites. Son hates me at 12. What do I do? Um, how much screen time is too much screen time for your kids? But this week, Al, I want to ask you, look, let me read you the post from our original poster. 17-year-old son has girlfriend, has asked if his girlfriend can stay the night. They've been a couple for only four months and it's my instincts to say yes. Dad is struggling with it. Mm. He admits it's a further growing up step that he's not ready for. Okay. 17 years old, Al. Should you be allowed to stay over at your boyfriend's house? I didn't have a boyfriend at 17. My friends did and they had their boyfriends over at their house. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's a parent's prerogative and when you're under the age of 18, yes, they do get a say in whether they think it's appropriate for you to sleep in the same bed as someone, but look, it's not like they're, you know, whatever they're doing in there, they'll probably do somewhere else and they might not be doing anything at all. They could be watching some Netflix. So maybe just trust your kid um, and give it a go and if... You feel too un- uncomfortable after the first time. Maybe just do separate rooms, perhaps. Oh, so that let always it happen works. once, then do separate rooms. Yeah, and then be like, you guys failed the test. <laughs> this, I don't know. This mum, this mum said she's uh, told her son it's okay, but she's going to patrol the corridor of a night, <gasps> like set an alarm three okay, different times. Okay, that's worse. Then don't let him. That's awful. Yeah, so they have to sleep in separate rooms, but she's going to patrol the corridor to make sure they're she'll in there. She'll right put a rooms. sneaky baby monitor in there. <laughs> and trust me, she'll turn it off soon enough. <laughs> she won't want a bar of that, will she? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, look, I'll put, put your post up in a minute. It's a parent's prerogative. But, yeah, I, I think it's okay. It's their house, 17, their rules. 17, it's fine. But 17, I feel like they're mature enough to know some basic safety rules. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they're capable at 17 to make the right decision? No, definitely not. I could yeah. not make right decisions at 17. <laughs> no. Not one decision. Yeah, no, it's up to you. I mean, after 18, you definitely need to reconsider on banning that, but it is your household and you have to respect your parents' wishes. You are listening to the Aaron and Alex podcast. Al, it's not your first time and I know you absolutely love puppies. You I love do. a puppy. Got to play with one about a week ago. Absolutely loved it. But That wasn't a puppy. Well, it was a dog. It was cute. Same yeah. thing. Um, but there is a warning out at the moment for scammers. Yes, a lot of scammers are catching out p- people that want a brand new puppy online with over $310,000 lost in the last 12 months alone from puppy scammers. So they're claiming they have the puppies. Yep. They take the payment. And then they disappear. No puppy no in puppy. return. Yeah. That is disgraceful. Um, the Kashima Watchdog has said 580 people lodged cases last year from not getting their puppies. And this is a surprising stat. Women are three times more likely to be scammed by the puppy scammers. 
Because they just look for the photo with the cutest puppy and you're like, I'll have that one. <laughs> I know. I, oh, my, that's my, awful. Their advice is to make sure you go visit the puppies, have a look at them first before you make any form of payment. And then... Yeah, you go check, you go have a gaze at the yeah. pups first, yeah. And, you know, you can take the puppy at the same time where you make the payment straight into their bank account or if you have to, use cash. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because you can't rely on the internet for legitimacy, so... Especially when it comes to little puppies. I know. You could just get adorable Google images and just put them up there. <laughs> Don't believe what you see. <laughs> the puppies not. are real, but is the puppy there selling real? Look, Al, you can look at my puppy dog eyes for the next song. <sighs> Straight after that, we talk about the farmers in South Africa. It's Aaron puppy and Alex. eyes, you wish. You are listening to Aaron and Alex. Al, there is a lot of news coming out of the US with the gun control laws, the students having a bit of a, a rally on the weekend. Yes, a math- massive protest um, was taking place in DC yesterday, I believe. Yep. Um, it is one of the largest protests, or is the um, been now the largest protest since the protest for um, the Vietnam War. Right. So huge. Under, just under a million people were at DC and all over the country. Um, there were various protests regarding, and it's um, under the campaign called March for Our Lives, which, in fact, children started, with children from schools coming out saying um, that they're not being heard and they're sick of not being safe in their own school and so many kids losing such um, young friends and family um, as um, you know, there's been various shootings and um, a survivor from Florida shooting came up with a powerful speech and this is where it all kind of kicked off. So, yeah, it was in D.C. It's a bit different to a lot of the other rallies that we've seen recently. Very emotional. That it's led by kids. Yeah, absolutely. It's been led by kids and these kids have a very important and very... Um, large message that they want um, Trump and the American government to see and take action about and take them seriously. Um, so we had an 11-year-old did um, had a poignant moment during the march where she did a speech and everyone was totally in awe of it and people even saying, like, how intelligent she is and how, you know, she should um, go very far in places and potentially people suggesting she should be the next president. Yeah, I also saw... So it's just crazy that these kids have so much to say um, and if they're not being taken seriously, it's ridiculous because they know what they're talking about because they feel it. One of the other girls I saw actually just stood at the podium... Silent, yeah. ...for three minutes to pay her respects to the victims. She was actually part of the school. So, look, a lot of people suffered um, and hopefully this starts some sort of change because they've made it clear they're not going to get re-elected and they're going to start putting a lot of pressure on... The politicians. They are the next generation, therefore they are a very important say. And when they get to vote, they are guaranteeing that they will not vote for them unless something has been changed. Simple as that. And then there you go, the Trump government's down the toilet, which is what they're hoping for, but more so hoping for the government... Um, to stop gun violence and just like the signs that you see, it's just so awful and um, the people that you saw just crying 
And there was a lot of um, powerful people there, like Paul McCartney did the march, George Clooney and Amal Clooney, they did the march. And Martin Luther King's granddaughter took the stage and did a speech too, and she's only nine. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's. I hope they get some progress out of it, and it looks like um, they did really well yesterday. So we'll just have to wait and see. And there was a photo, might I add, um, that you can find online, guys, if you want to check it out. The crowd, um, it was like a high, like a drone photo of the crowd yep. over the march and then a photo of the crowd during um, Trump's inauguration. inauguration. And the significant size difference. size difference is ridiculous. Like, that's got to say enough. Someone tweeting, Trump, guess, guess which one's the march and which one's your inauguration. <laughs> It is Aaron and Alex for Monday afternoon. Hopefully we see some change shortly. It might not come quick, but we definitely need it. Aaron and Alex. Al, there is an Aussie animal fight and it has been absolutely crazy. Look, kookaburra versus snake. Kookaburra versus snake. Mm. Who do you think wins? I'm going to say hopefully not the snake and go for team kookaburra because I hate snakes. Winner. Yeah, Team really? Kookaburra finally won. He's won something. You wouldn't expect the Kookaburra to win, but he ate the whole snake. He ate he the ate snake. It. He ate it. Sorry, he would just automatically... Con- Sorry. Could have been a strong, strong lady Kookaburra absolutely <laughs> slaying. Female Kookaburra has nailed it. Um, sitting on the barbed wire fence, ate the whole snake. Crazy. Videos online. Really? Check it out. But a very unlikely win. Um, How so? How long did the fight go for? Not long, but, yeah, got him straight, straight behind the head, smashed him, got him. I suppose you could fly over the back of him and get him pretty easy. Well, yeah, but snakes can't fly. That's, that's a plus. That's a Imagine good fact. Imagine if they could. Oh, I would literally... <laughs> Thank you for that fact, Al. Snakes I'd move can't to a... fly. Fact, snakes can't fly, but they can do everything else. They're evil. Um, that's crazy. I ate the snake. I can't even imagine a kookaburra being able to consume a snake. Big good story to tell your mates, though. Oh, you won't believe what I saw the other day. <laughs> yeah, I ate my, uh, ate a snake. I've seen a snake eat a kangaroo and that was crazy. I don't think it was, it was a wallaby, not a full-size male kangaroo. Like the Isn't really a wallaby ones. massive though? Oh, about the size of the desk. Really? Yep. Well, it looked huge in the video and like it was disgusting. Swallowed him whole. Well, hopefully he gets you. Oh, Aaron, don't wish that upon me. I hate snakes. <laughs> No, careful away from those snakes. And the kookaburras, they're dangerous too, apparently. They are. They always look quite angry with their pointy beaks. You are listening to the Aaron and Alex podcast. Now, Al, we are joined by our special guest this afternoon, political reporter Nick Ford, also editor of The Skew Online. And my housemate. You forgot to add that last Thanks time too. Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry. Thanks for having the show again. That's all right. Welcome back. Your um, mum told me I had to. She said what? she'd pay me a week's rent if I let you back on. <laughs> oh, <Sure>. fair. <laughs> what do I get out of it? <laughs> yeah, no, Aaron. Mum's not paying any, anyone's rent. <laughs> That's a bummer. Nothing you know of. <laughs> um, Nick, what is going on this week in the political world? Well, I just wanted to talk to... Uh, I think we should break down the Cambridge Analytica um, like, like saga thing that's happening because... Big words. Uh, a lot of people use Facebook and it's got a lot to do with that, like the whole hashtag delete Facebook. It's been trending heaps. You've probably heard heaps about it. Okay. And I think it's a big deal. So, um, I don't know much about this story, so 
give me the run well, through. Have you guys ever downloaded an app on your iPhone or smartphone and it says like sign up with Facebook? Yeah, you yeah. like you allow Instagram to use your Facebook feed. Exactly. And if you click um, sign up with Facebook. I do that all the time. Yeah, well that that app will get to use your data. Like they get to see everything you're doing and stuff like that. And they and so this one professor who was hired by Cambridge Analytica, which is like a consulting firm. So they hired him and he created this app. And so 270,000 people signed up to the app and they clicked um, sign up with Facebook so they didn't have to do the whole, you know, login stuff that everyone has to do. So it's yeah, like, it's just easier. That's why mm. I straight away go for so it. So you give them your, like, your name, well, it just, it just your, like, app, your date of birth. Yeah, no, it's just your basic details. But, like, because he signed up with that, everyone got the, da- the app got to see all of your, your data. Yeah. But not only that, the thing that was most wrong about it was not 270,000 people signed up but all their friends got included in this. So they didn't sign up, they didn't give consent to this, but like now 50 million people have had their data seen by the app. Right. And they didn't even get to use, they didn't use the app at all, so. And then this but person sold the data to Cambridge Analytica, which used it in the Trump campaign for his election would, run. How would that have benefited him exactly? Well, like they, so Trump, the Trump campaign could directly target people knowing exactly what their political affiliation is, yep. knowing their data. Okay. So this is a big deal. Like, like it just a lot of like people don't understand like that Facebook is using their data and selling it off to like like the Trump campaign, which is mm-hmm. like I think it's pretty wrong. You know, like, there is a lot of third-party data collection that I think the hmm. normal person doesn't know about. Yeah. For example, Coles and Woolies. They take every time you use your rewards card, they oh, really? log that every time what you're shopping. So if okay. you use your rewards card, they lock what you buy. Flybys does the same thing. Yeah. All these sort of They know what you like to rewards. eat. They know where you shop. Maybe the general day and time that you shop because you do it more frequently when you're older. Weird. Mm. What happens a lot with social media, like a lot of social media does sell their data to the government as well. That's how they like make a lot of their income. Yeah. Which is a big deal. Also, I do have some media industry insight. I won't name what organisation <laughs> I did work for, but... Their particular app also pings your phone multiple times a day. Really? Yep. So it'll ping your phone so up to 60 times a month, twice a day. Mm. So it actually pings and they know exactly where you are. Oh, so they, like data location. Like, yep. Oh, so okay. they log like, your location every single day. Yeah, and through logging in with Facebook, it, can, it tracks your location. Mm. So therefore, the app is tracking you. Even, even exactly. when you're on airplane mode now, they can do that. Yep. Like, wow! Yeah. I, when I was when I was overseas last, like I like to walk around using my maps, and I usually put on airplane mode because I don't have any data, but yeah. I can still see where I was on my map. Yeah, they still pin you like yeah. Yeah, so I know things are changing. Things yeah. are changing, and I think we need to catch up because th- we've sort of fallen behind as as the generation that are the technology generation. Mm. I think we're sort of starting to fall behind because we need to know so in depth about all this technology now. And then there's people that don't use that technology. We're, like, hugely unaware that people have our information that we don't know and they know things that we, like, don't want to be shared. So, therefore, you know, if you have your location on Snapchat and that, maybe remove it if you're not comfortable having your data logged, if you're up to no good. But in general, like, privacy. After the Cambridge Analytica thing, the whole hashtag delete Facebook thing trended heaps. And everyone, a lot of people were trying to delete that Facebook, but I don't think it got that But that's not the answer, I don't think. Well, Mark Zuckerberg came out and he said a few things, like they're going to actually, like, look into the Cambridge Analytica, the company themselves, um, and see, like, what they can change. Because it was against the terms and agreements, what Cambridge Analytica, they're not allowed to sell data. Yes. Which is what so happened. is what Trump's campaign did illegal too then? 
oh, it's hard to say. What, what Cambridge Analytica did was illegal. Yes. Okay. But Trump, the Trump campaign just hired Cambridge Analytica. Whether they know so it's kind of murky. It's kind of murky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this also happened with Brexit as well. Dodgy. So the no, the no campaign in Brexit. Aaron and Alex. A lot of uh, conflict going on in South Africa at the moment between the farmers, the white farmers, and their native people in the country. Yeah. So basically, um, there have been a lot of torches and brutal murders. Um, done by many farmers, and these particularly being of white descent. Now, the government um, believe that redistributing, not killing them, but this is happening, obviously, but they're defining it as redistributing these farmers off land that technically doesn't belong or descend from them is fair enough. What do you right, reckon? Right, so sort of taking Ooh. land back that shouldn't, it that used to belong to them. It comes back but they to, haven't... S- it comes back to apartheid and all that. Like, yeah. Like if the, like the white farmers t- came and took the land, so now they're taking it back kind of thing. Yeah. So it was but are they, are the, are the white farmers, are they, there, are they owning the farm to work and build a family and, you know, make oh. living and crops for the South Africa as a whole, yeah. or are they just there to be like, I want to farm here, this is mine? I feel like that's not the case. And no, they're trying to make a living out of well, a family. Coming yeah. across as this, well, you're from European descent, so technically you're not from here, so technically you don't get to work on this land. Well, it's just like these farmers have, like, say, it's just, it's just like historically these farmers were given the land unjustly. So, because of like all the history, like the black people in the area were not allowed to have access to the land rights before apartheid. Now that's all changed. Um, President Silver Ramaphosa wants to give the land back. And so he's kind of saying like, you know, historically you didn't deserve this land. So now we're just taking it back by force. Or like it's just a policy of his too. Very complex issue, which, Mm. you know, you can't sort of force someone that's bought the land as a farmer. Mm. If you want that land back, I think you need to compensate them. Yeah, to oh, take and, that land and back. he says, um, if anyone, if you leave the country, you can't sell your land and you can't take your money with you. So, and this has oh a lot of like, gosh. has a lot of connotations as well for Australia because um, Peter Dutton wants to like, fast track visas to these white farmers and yeah. like get them to come to Australia because there's been since Civil Poser came into presidency last month, um, there's been a lot of violence against these white farmers. Yes, because I guess we sort of lack that farming skill in Australia at the moment as well. Not. You know, they're, like, it's not a huge lack, but we could do with more people looking to farm our land and that could be a way to help. Oh, I think it's just more to do with... Um, I don't know, it does kind of seem a bit racist. Like, with Peter Dutton, like, yeah. he, he's not, it doesn't have the squeaky, squeaky clean, like, like, non-racist policy because he did all the detention centres and all that. That was all his policy. Yeah, so people are asking why are you fast-tracking these mm. white males in South Africa... Um, but not fast-tracking the people um, from different backgrounds that are in the detention centres mm. within the country and can't even get their visas fast-tracked. As bad as it Which is... Which I understand... Yeah, I completely understand where people are coming from in that sense. As bad as it is, the way we locked those people up in those detention centres, they did stop the boats and, and we don't ha- Do you see what I'm saying? Like, those people aren't suffering like drowning at sea and that sort of stuff anymore I know, now. There was, 
Like uh, I think they're still fleeing from no, fear, though. Yes. There was a, there was a thousand what, deaths at sea, and now there's none. But like they were locked up, like that more thousands more. Hundred percent. In like horrible conditions, and a lot of them, like a lot of them are still left in Papua New Guinea, and they've just been forsaken. And uh, there've been protests in Papua New Guinea trying to say we don't want these people here. And so the people that we've left behind, they've tried to get to Australia. We've left them in Papua New Guinea, and locals say. Like, they don't want them, and they've advocated for violence against them. And Australia's just completely forgotten about them, but they were held in Australian detention centres there. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like, we should be doing something about them because they were in, like, our facilities, you know, and then... They were, they were coming to our and country. And people are getting tortured and mm. abused physically and emotionally. And there's... I mean, I don't know for a fact, but you can tell me, Nika, there are a lot of murders within detention centres? Well, it's... Like, I don't think... It's not I in feel the centres, like but when they get released into those... Other countries. They definitely do get a, they um you know there's violence in there not only within well, it, each other like apparently guards and stuff are quite abusive mm. so it's somewhat it is similar because they're suffering both physically and emotionally as well as these white farmers so I mean Pete Dutton's kind of choosing his but with the the detention centres say if you're a, like an immigrant in Australia or like you're on a visa or some sort and you committed a crime in Australia like a heinous crime and you had to get extradited. You'd be put in one of the detention centres with the immigrants trying to get into Australia. So we're keeping our criminals with them as well. Yeah. So that's not a very safe environment. No. Yeah. You know that? No. But like it, it's kind of, yeah, the situation is very ironic because the white farmers coming in. I don't know, yeah. I so, mean, it honestly sounds so, so awful. And I can't imagine from the perspective of um, traditional um, and original South Africans that do own the land, how they feel, obviously. Um, I haven't been in that position. But honestly, there is no excuse for violence against anyone, in fact. And seeing all these um, murders, numerous murders in South Africa, and numerous beatings and abuse um, is not on. Mm. So I hope they come to some sort of decision. But I definitely don't believe, just being from Australia and there being a lot of white farmers here hmm. doing the same thing they're doing there, what if that happened to us? Would we... Would, true, would, true. would Indigenous people advocate that? I don't know. And it's, would it's, they it's, want it's killing? Would they want murders from that? I don't know. It's a different sort of environment. It is different, but... It's, it's a huge can of worms. It is a huge can of yeah, worms we've opened. It just generally sounds so bad. It's, it's also awful. kind of very ironic because a lot of people are saying... If all these white farmers do leave, in which they're being forced to, they're going to have food shortages across. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going to take and, over? And also in South Africa, if you don't, I don't know if you know, but in Cape Town, they're ex- got no water. Do they're it? about to, yeah, they're about to yeah. run out of water. Like literally, like they they've had, like have a D Day, which is like been moved back back a little bit. Like they'll literally have to evacuate Cape Town because they won't have no water left. It is a complex oh. issue, but thank you for joining us this afternoon, Nick. Yeah, uh, can th- of worms indeed. I don't want to say anything <laughs> that sounds politically incorrect. Or anything like that, but yeah. I do hope for non-violence, as we've discussed a lot today. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. You can check out Nick's Thanks, website, The Skew Online. We hope to see you again shortly. You are listening to Aaron and Alex. Now, Al, it is time for us to play our favourite game, which we like to play each week. Look, we are running out of time, but hit me yes or no time. Hit you with a yes or no. Okay, raining outside, and you say. Good day to be a duck. Yes or no? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Are you going to start that now? Yeah. What a great day to be a duck. Okay, chips in a sandwich. Yes or no? 
Uh, I don't really like it. Uh, what sort of chips? I'm going to say hot chips. Hot chips, yes. Yes, absolutely, yes. Okay, crisp chips. No. Fair enough. I would say no too. Scrambled eggs made in the microwave, yes or no? Scrambled eggs in the microwave, no. No, gross. I don't like heating up m- meat in the microwave. Yeah. Like, like, pop, like all... That stuff. Yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, animal foods. Anyway, <laughs> I couldn't find the word, sorry. Okay. On a run, jogging on the spot whilst waiting for the traffic light to change, yes or no? I see people at home do this all the time. No, give me a break, please. I'll That's take two seconds That's your 10-second break. <laughs> Embrace it. Yes. Don't jog on the spot. Don't be that fit. I don't want to see you that You're fit. only going to lose half a calorie yeah. from that 10-second wait, surely. Okay. Putting a shirt on arms ho- armholes first. No, put your head through. You've got to be able to see what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I don't think I do that either. I'm just I, trying to, like, I'm thinking, like, how do I put on a shirt? I do love when you see someone get stuck. Yeah, and you just out. pop their head out. <laughs> Whoop, there you are. Um, this is just a great one. Ball tampering in cricket, yes or no? Um, look, yes. Yeah, yes. Big yes, big yes. If you're an Aussie, surely. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't we all do it all the time? <laughs> Uh, walking around the block when you call someone, yes or no? Do you go for a walk about when you're on the phone? I will walk when I'm on the phone, but not like a whole block. Yeah. In the backyard, yes. So walking around will say yes, around the block, no. Yeah. Shaking the last few drops of petrol out of the nozzle when refueling your car, yes or no? Oh yeah. Get do you as do much that? as you can, yep. I don't do that, but now I'm going to. Yep. And last one for me, Al. Okay. Uh, let's see... Saying see you soon when you know you'll never see them again, yes or no? Um, yeah, like be nice when you say goodbye. I always say see you later, like to people, like to, I don't know, people that are serving you and stuff. And I'm like, I'm really not going to see you later. Why did I just say that? <laughs> yeah. See ya. Bye. See you later. Yeah. And then like it's all, it just comes across as a see you, I think, surely to other people. Surely they're not like, she just said later. When's later? Well, maybe you it's will say later. Maybe, and you don't know that either, so I'm going to say yes too. Aaron and Alex. Yes, it's Aaron and Alex for Monday afternoon. Alex, it's been a huge sober Savo, and we've had two guests, we've had a big couple of hours, we've tried to jam as much as we can in, but I do need to make an apology here this afternoon. A or multiple? Because you probably got a long list. Oh, just I'll just do one this time. I don't think we have time and for who, all of them. And who is this apology Look, dedicated let me to? Drop this down. I just oh. want to. I need to say sorry to mum. Um, is she listening? My beautiful mother. I did forget her birthday this week. <gasps> Aaron, that's so awful. Yep. She hasn't forgotten your birthday once because she never would. I. I know. My mum's birthday was on Thursday. I forgot to text her, but I was at home. So I saw her later. I was like, yeah. birthday. Look, I forgot, messaged my brother at 8 o'clock at night and was like, hey, is it mum's birthday? Lucky my excuse, she was on a cruise. Had no phone reception. Or she, I think she was coming back that day. So maybe had phone reception that day. But Did look. your parents go on a cruise? That's so sweet. Yep. Mum, I love you. Uh, happy birthday for the other day. Happy birthday, Mrs. Larson. Yep. And I'm so sorry you have such an awful son that doesn't <laughs> even remember. He will never do it again. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in the Savo, Al. And look, hopefully mum forgives me sometime soon. She might. Hopefully. Um, thank you for joining me again this week. Hopefully we're back again next week. Hopefully they don't get fired. Hopefully not. I feel like, <laughs> why, why would they? We're fun. Oh, we're all right. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah. Anyway. But we'll see you next week, fingers crossed. Aaron and Alex here on 2MCE.
Thanks for listening. This has been Aaron and Alex. Please subscribe to our podcast and like us on Facebook.